Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! I guess I can't go in the water all summer. Oh. Jack, nobody cares what you look like in a bathing suit. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah! I've got a shitload of reasons and a handful of cash. I'm going into town to get myself really smashed. Got no one waiting. Myself. I'm 
Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 196 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How you doing, man? I don't know how to feel, Steve. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast and I, uh, things have happened. I feel like we say that every time we do a podcast. My it's because we it's do a podcast so like this was interminably every, long. I missed you, yeah, man. I missed you, too. I was barely even shooting at you, but I was missing you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't. Sorry. Anyway, Those are probably termite holes. So starting a show. Okay. <laughs> Are we on? Is this? You made it weird. Is this live? You, you, your job here is done. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've made it weird. Weird things have happened to me, Steve. Well, just let's hear about it. Just the other day, I went into my backyard to pick up a towel that was sitting on the ground. It had fallen on the ground right beneath the hook on which it normally hangs. I lifted it up to hang it on the hook. And a bat flew out. A bat flew out of the towel. It was sleeping in there. It flew out and it hit me right in the freaking face. Wow. I, and I, I, I couldn't believe what had just happened to me. A bat had rubbed its nether regions on my forehead. I felt like Julie Newmar. She's the actress that played Cat Lady. And uh, yeah, turned around, watched the bat fly right over my house. I don't know. I don't know if I have eyeball rabies now. Wow, so know it, how long did you just stand there bat-faced? <laughs> I was I think I was bat-faced for a good like couple of minutes just <laughs> just cuz watching the thing fly away mentally I kept trying to change it into a bug as I'm watching I'm like no that's that is just too large to be a bug. So was it it's squeaking not a, in terror the whole time or was the whole transaction silent? N- neither, it was a, a lot of flappity flap. You could hear it, uh, okay. you know, you could hear it flapping and Flapping right off my forehead. It's more of a slapping off my forehead. You know how it goes. I do. Yeah, so that's me. That's my life. I'm getting hit in the face by random ma- mammals. How about wow. you? You know, uh, years ago, we had a bad experience uh, when we lived in Michigan. I think I told you about this. We had an attic fan. So, you know, it'd get hot there and you turn on the attic fan, which basically sucks all the air out of the house upwards. Yeah. I've got the, one of those. Out through the attic. And. So the, those big attic fan vents are, they have like these wide flaps that essentially just open up like ailerons on an airplane. And yeah, they're louvers. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not really, there's nothing blocking those holes once the attic fan is turned on. And so I was hearing this squeaking and it's like, you know, 12 o'clock, one in the morning maybe. And I'm walking around like, what the fuck is that noise? And I'm looking up at the attic fan vent. And so I turn on the attic fan. Oh, God. And this bat drops like plop right in front of me onto the ground. It screeched. I screeched. <laughs> Julie was like, what the fuck is going on? I managed to grab a towel. Again, towel related. Throw a towel on the bat, kind of bunch it up, and then carry it outside. But, yeah, that, that shocked the hell out of me when that happened to me. So I, I totally know how you felt when you caught a bat in the face. The, yes, the terror of sudden bat-faceness, or bat batic fans. Oh, I never thought of that batic fan. That's good. Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm here for. I've heard of bats in a belfry, but that's uh, this is a different thing. It's similar, though. It's, you didn't have a belfry. That's right. That's right. So what did you do after that? Did you just go on with your day? I washed my I face. Made, <laughs> I made coffee. I washed my face. <laughs> 
literally. I went and washed my face. I got in the shower. Even. Left over from. <laughs> yeah. No, it was the full on like. Uh, th- th- there was this long pause. I'm like, well, I should probably deal with this, and so I just walked in, grabbed the Purell, splarted it on. <laughs> then I washed my face like right there in the kitchen sink with you know hand soap. Thought about it. Walked upstairs. Took a shower. <laughs> like just because. Dealing with animal control and knowing now how incredibly paranoid they are about bats, it's made me a little bit paranoid. You know, like the, if you so much as catch a sidelong glance at a bat, you need to go into quarantine, they think. Here's the thing. They have little needle-like teeth. I learned about this from Strange Eons Radio. Vanessa went camping to a cabin somewhere and... Woke up the next morning and there was a bat in the room. And so the bat had been in the room the whole night. And so she asked a doctor about it. And the doctor's like, yeah, you you can't tell if you've been bit or not. Because they have little microscopic needly teeth. So she had to go in and get like 10 or 11 shots, like the whole battery, just to make sure that she was covered and okay. So you may have to do that. You may have gotten bit in the face four or five times. Don't even know it. (laughs) And you need to go get the full battery of rabies shots. I have no time for that. And it's my face, too. So (laughs) I know that rabies travels along nerves. That's how it it moves. And there's no nerves in your face? And if it gets to your brain. Well, yeah, there's no nerves in my face also. (laughs) But if there were, it really, really close to my brain. So if I got the rabies, it's too freaking late now. Wow. This could could be our last show. I mean, maybe we'll do a show after this for the whole time. I'm just like, well, let's make it a good one then. Oh, shit. We should start. (laughs) Well, getting hit in the face by a bat, that'll definitely get your heart pumping. You know what else gets my heart pumping, Gord? Summer jams. Oh, okay. This is one of our Bone Bat uh, Radio BNBT episodes where we're going to play a whole bunch of music from a bunch of different bands for your listening pleasure. You know, Gord, when I started putting together the music for this episode, uh, it all seemed to be surprisingly metallic, so I decided to lean into it. So there's going to be a lot of hard rocking tunes in this particular installment of Radio BNBT, and uh, I decided to open the show uh, in order to celebrate my post-pandemic beach body with an older tune from Ronnie Ripper's Private War. Uh, he's uh, found one of the founding members of Gehenna, and uh, now, uh, of course, uh, the driving force behind Turbocharged, and that tune was Beer Gut Super Hunk. And we've got a lot more where that came from. But first, hey, Gord. Hey, Steve. What pisses you off, man? I'll tell you what pisses me off, Steve. You know I don't drink alcohol. Yeah, and so it makes me sad every day. It makes me sad, too. So I drink other things. One of the things I've been drinking is ginger ale. That's always been a mistake. That's a terrible beverage. No. Yeah, there's some good there's some good ginger ale, ginger beer out there, cock and bull, for example, very gingery. However, I've what pisses me off is I've ruined ginger ale potentially forever because I started making my own and it's so much better than everything else you can actually buy in a store. And I did this I wasn't thinking, but I've made such goddamn good ginger ale and it's so pretentious and precious the way I make it. Like I can't, I can't, I, I don't even know what to do, do you now like that I've like a, tasted it. Do you, oh. 
So what's the procedure? Do you bury a crock of ginger in the backyard? <laughs> so it's like Under ginger, a full moon. ginger yes. kimchi type yeah. of thing? Or, or what? how do you do no. it? No. First of all, you juice the ginger. Okay. And I I have a juicer only because we got one from some relative. And like it's the kind of thing you'd make carrot juice with. Not like the kind of thing you'd they call like juice a, an orange a, with. A pulping juicer? Is that what that is? I don't know. All I know is I have this thing. I never saw the box it came in. I would have never purchased it, but it exists in my house. So it's it's got like this big auger type thing where it, you put the bits of whatever you're juicing in there and it pushes it through and all the solids come out the end and all the liquids drain out the bottom. And okay. so you just take ginger roots and you you chop them up into smallish pieces and put them in there and then just this raw weapon grade Ginger juice comes out the bottom. Okay, it's it's like hot. It's 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 very very spicy. Okay, so you take some of that, right? So you make a bunch. You fr- you freeze it to preserve it because it's kind of a pain in the ass. You take like two thirds of an ice cube of raw ginger juice. Then you mix it with an entire ice cube that's frozen lemon juice. Where did you get the lemon juice? You juice the freaking lemons that grow right outside your kitchen window. That's how pretentious this is. It's hyper-localized, fully organic Meyer lemon juice and ginger juice. And then you mix in some simple syrup, which you also made from freaking scratch because you've got time on your hands. And, and you know, some, some bubbles. Add some soda water to that over crushed ice. It will blow your mind. It's so flavorful. So this sounds to me like a ginger lemonade, not so much a ginger ale. If you look at the ingredients on some ginger beers like Cock and Bull, it will say one of the ingredients is citric acid. Right. And so at first I got some citric acid because I was trying, you know, different permutations of this. And then I'm like, why don't I just use actual citrus and use lemon juice? And it was way better. Also, the thing about citric acid is if you try to take a pinch of it and put it in your drink, some of it will embed itself under your thumbnail and eventually give you a fucking chemical burn. For reals, because it's acid and you're stupid and you should have used a spoon. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So now, anytime I drink, it doesn't matter how good how good the ginger beer or ginger ale I'm drinking is, if it comes out of a can or a bottle, it is a sad, pale shadow of what I'd be used to. I have ruined ginger <laughs> products for myself. Cool. Well, you should fire some of that up to me so I can... Uh try it out in perhaps some suffering bastards that's a good uh, tiki cocktail that contains ginger beer and there's a there's a no- number of other uh, candidates that would be probably elevated by your masterwork perhaps so although it's something you make in a glass i don't know how i would send it up to you really I'd in have a jar to, i don't know would that hold the the bubbles in like moonshine no 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 you just send me the syrup i have a soda stream so i can add the fizz on my own end. Oh, you can pretentious up my pretentious uh, syrup. I can. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> now, if we could serve it like in a handmade glass, perhaps something you've blown yourself from sand that you harvested on a local beach and create a glass out of, wow. we would really have something. We'd really have something. That would be amazing. Yeah. Or pl- so, perhaps a clay tiki mug that you've thrown yourself. Yeah, yeah, that would be good, especially if you went out and scooped up the mud that you made that clay out of. Yeah, sure. Oh, you can go as far as you want with this. 
See, that's the thing. It used to be so simple. You just buy a bottle of the stuff. You see, now I've ruined it. Everything that you say about this is positive. I don't see why you're pissed. You actually upped your game. That's a good thing. Because I have rabies, man. <laughs> okay. Fair. I have face rabies. <laughs> so that's what you call it. Bat face ginger ale. Bat face. Yeah, I, th- I like that. Get bat faced. <laughs> There's your tagline. See, this shit sells itself. It does. I want a picture of my myself, my <laughs> freaking 50 plus year old countenance on the front, just frothing at the mouth. Oh, shit. Oh, people would buy that. They would. What about you, Steve? What uh, what pees you? Oh, dude. What? 115 degrees is not supposed to happen in Redmond, Washington. That is some bullshit right there. That is a crime against humanity. Climate that change sucks. can get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I am that's not... so fucked I didn't even make fun of you about it. No, no. I mean, and you got it like right after. You were in the same boat or at least pretty yeah, close. Yeah, 100 and it got, it's what, two days ago it was 113 here. But that is, that, that's hot. It's not nice. Don't like it. But it's manageable because down here, everybody has air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I have a pool. Yeah. And we have delta breezes. Things cool off at night. It's not humid. It's a dry heat. Up there, 115? No. We are ill-prepared for that. Yeah. I, I'll be the first to admit, I we have three or four fans around the house, but we don't have an air conditioning unit. And when it gets hot like that, whenever it gets like 90, 100 in Seattle, it just doesn't fucking cool off. So at night, you're just sweltering until like maybe two or three in the morning with all the windows open. It'll finally start cooling off and you can actually get some, a reprieve. But, oh, it's brutal. But that's and that sucks. But also what sucks is that I had my car parked underneath this great big evergreen tree in front of our house, which yeah. the evergreen tree also doesn't like 115 degree heat. So it's weeping fat tears of pitch sap all over my fucking windshield. So I come out the next morning, and it looks like it's been bukkakied by Godzilla. But I don't realize it at first. I think, oh, that's weird. There's water on my windshield. So I turn on the wipers, and the first thing it does is smear hot sap all over my windshield. I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like trying to stop the windshield wipers as fast as I can. And now I'm super fucked because I've got like sticky shit all over my windshield and I've got maybe 60% of my normal visibility. Oh, that pisses me off. So yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why, uh, how do you I get am, pitch off a windshield? You got to buy that sap off stuff. Oh yeah, the bug and tar remover yeah, stuff. There's, yeah, there's actually a product that does that. But you, you know, the, it's these like huge globs. So you've got to like scrape it off with an old credit card or something first, as much as you can, to get like the mass off, and then you come back with the the bug and tar remover. So yeah, it's no fucking fun. Yeah, that's that's crappy. That's some bullshit. Although, you know what? What? What we've got, and I suppose you guys have the potential to have this too. Earthquake. We had some earthquakes, but not just like like your random. Like I've been in an earthquake with you, Steve, where when we were in the Los Angeles Convention Center together, mm-hmm. and you felt it, and I didn't, and we were together, right? I, it's like everything was clanging around, and you're like, whoa! And I, I'm like. 
what? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so we had an earthquake. We had some more earthquakes. I finally started feeling them, but that it, it was like, am I feeling them because I want to feel them now, or are they really happening? I think yeah. you get. I think you get just sort of not acclimated to them, but you can sense them more the more you recognize them. You just I think you're more, right. I, I think it just you're like, oh, okay, that's what that is. It's not just me being clumsy and falling against the wall. That was an earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, I, I noticed it first because the water was splashing around in my pool, which, by the way, developed some new cracks. Thank you very much, Earth. Oh, no! Not like like huge, nasty, needing-to-be-repaired cracks, but yeah, hairline fissures that weren't there. Yeah, you to have your, your Dude, pool re-fucking-conditioned. Oh, I, man, that sucks. I am very much aware of that. Yes, so that sucks. Solar panels, they don't like being bounced around in an earthquake. My solar panels had an electrical fault. I had to, like reboot them wow uh yeah but I, but that's that's here the epicenter where it was actually happening some like fucking literally a hundred earthquakes in 24 hours wow I, where, that's so just where, where so was the much it was south of tahoe okay yeah but there's not a not a big city or huge population right at this epicenter there but there are people that live there. They must have just like not stopped bouncing. So that that plate was just rattling. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. taking pressure off, so there's not one big giant sudden jolt. There's many little jolts. Well, I mean, you've covered the heat and you've covered the earthquakes, but I just read an article a day or two ago about fucking fire nados. You have mm, now yeah, that's in that's the thing. So that, mm-hmm. that's like a cross when a, a, a dust devil blows through a wildfire? That's what you get? Something like that, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sucks. When do the kaiju show up? <laughs> if you somehow had a fire sharknado, you might have some good eating. Yeah, I was just reading about fire nados, and I'm like, no, thank you. I'll pass. No, no, that, that's a real thing. Yeah, I, I don't need any of that, sir. <laughs> yeah so far the the fire season has has spared us here so knock on wood because that was uh that was some pretty shitty stuff what was that like last summer where you couldn't breathe like the outside was poison i didn't like that yeah 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 it's it's funny though i was reading about the uh the temperatures in death valley and it was talking about how uh, last week during the heat dome, it got up to 130 there, which was the hottest it had been since, I think, like 2008, it had been 130. But in like 1919 or 1918, it was 134. And that was like set the first record. So we're still creeping up on it. Come on. We yeah, can do this. Yeah. So we- <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't hit we haven't hit the top yet. The the mercury hasn't burst through the top of the thermometer yet. I'm gonna go buy an extra gallon of gasoline and burn it just to see if we can get there. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is right, Steve. All right, this is yeah, depressing, man. Why don't we listen is, to a tune? Are we supposed to be like a humor podcast? We are, absolutely. What are we going to listen to? Play something that'll cheer us up, Steve. You know what? I've got just the thing. A brand okay. new cut from the Melvins off 2021's Working With God. This is I Fuck Around. Round, 
around, fuck around, I fuck around. Yeah, fuck around, round, round, I fuck around, I fuck around.
All right, uh, once again, that was the Melvins with their cover of the Beach Boys, I Get Around, and uh, with their own particular flavor on it, uh, Working With God, which just came out this spring, a great album. I've been listening to it quite a bit. You should check that out. Again, you can find the Melvins wherever good music is sold on Ipecac Records. Following that, we had a brand new tune from Detroit's Barely Small that was called Almost Drowned. So, Gord, uh, you got any weird stuff this week? You know, I do, and it's from our friends in the United Kingdom. They always have something weird going on, right? Not always, but often. A library has apologized after performer wore a bizarre monkey costume that had a large false bottom and a fake penis attached to it at an event aimed at encouraging children to take up reading. (laughs) I mean, that's really do I need to continue? They accidentally sold a furry costume to the public library? (laughs) Uh, the, the article continues, it's fair to say that their intended message didn't quite get across, and they just ended up causing somewhat of a stir. The costume was worn by an actor from the Mangina Arts, <laughs> excuse me, Mandinga Arts, <laughs> who are a troop of performers from South London. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it goes on to explain how this giant dick rainbow monkey was supposed to encourage children to read was the event called curious and engorged (laughs) it should have been (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh much uh, there's a stir in london over uh furries teaching children to read i have no idea what and I should point out that I'm looking at a picture of this rainbow monkey right now, and he's covered in rainbow-covered fur and purple fur, and, you know, everything is covered up, except for inexplicably his nipples. (laughs) He's got his nippular region completely exposed, uh, also has a giant naked ass, and, um, yeah, whatever you're imagining right now, it pretty much looks like that. Couldn't they just, like, throw a diaper on the monkey suit or something? Just to, you know, hey, this is the only suit we've got. Let's problem solve. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that that shouldn't stymie the whole event. Uh, Apparently, the the director of the library uh, cut the event off pretty much as soon as it had started. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) not soon enough. So it it was stopped prematurely? It was a premature, it was Redis Interruptus. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's amazing. So uh, what, what's happening at the library next week? <laughs> <laughs> See, what's weird is I used to be national events coordinator for Walden Books. I had to actually have suits sent in different places. You had Clifford the Big Red Dog. You know, oh, you, had, you should have done Clifford the Big Red Dong. You had McGruff the Crime Dog. You or know, dogging. But <laughs> you know, in England, dogging means something else. <laughs> but but no, you know, there was never a monkey with a huge penis that that we could send to, say, you know, Arizona, or wherever the uh, <laughs> next children's book event might be. Curious George Porks Gordon Ramsay's cookbook. Why Gordon Ramsay's cookbook? Because it's pork, 
and it's <laughs> England, so it's Gordon Ramsay. I feel like that's fanfic. <laughs> that's not canon. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what song do you leave. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel like we gotta talk about something else for a while, just it's so everybody doesn't feel that, filthy. Yeah, that Beach Boys esque song really got us off on the. We went from depressing to completely inappropriate. I like how you didn't finish that sentence. That really got us off. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to go down. No, anyway, no, no wrong foot. <laughs> you just kind of <laughs> bailed on the sentence there in a very unfortunate and Freudian way. <laughs> well, what can I say? I was finished. I don't care about you. Nah, typical. Mm. All right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, we're going to just plow ahead, as they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Our friend Blaine from Totag was kind enough to provide us with a sneak preview of two unreleased tunes. Check this out.
right, once again, that was two brand new cuts from Seattle's own Toe Tag, Paraquat, and Fangs of the Rat. Watch out for that new release, which I understand is coming soon. Cool. So, uh, you got any multimedia triage this week, Gord? What are you digging on? I'll tell you, uh, I played a lot of the game Crying Sons, which was pretty cool. If you like uh, FTL, if you like games like that, that is a this is a, a good game for you. But like in FTL, you're mostly inside the ship, running around, putting out fires, controlling little rooms. In this, it the ship is just sort of the edge of the screen, and most of the action is taking place between your ship and the ship that you're fighting. Uh, as you send out squads of different sorts of uh, spacecraft to go pew, pew, pew at each other. And there's asteroids and whatnot in between, but it's real-time tactics, but you can pause it at any point. So you do a lot of pausing and clicking to decide where your squadron's going to go, if it's going to sneak around an asteroid or try to get the other guys head on. Does it have that same sort of puzzle-solving aspect that FTL had? Yeah, yeah, it really does. It it reminded me a lot of, of FTL. It's a lot deeper. There's more of a story, mm-hmm. and you have to die and come back and play it over and over again because every time you die, you learn a little bit more. Your character learns a little bit more about what's going on, and you get resurrected or actually a new clone of you with the knowledge of the past you comes into being, and you start over again. And so as you go out and fight and die and come back with more and more knowledge, the story gets told that way. So you're not only unlocking new ships, you're also advancing the story and getting further and further until you get to the final boss battle. And it kicks it kicks ass. It, uh, it's got a lot of replayability, and I spent a lot of time playing this while I'm sucking down my pretentious ginger ale. After that... Uh, well, you and I both watched a movie called No Sudden Move, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. I, I, You know, I really enjoy movies like Usual Suspects, like a crime caper that is really thinky and has some nice twists to it. And I absolutely thought that uh, No Sudden Moves fit the bill. Yeah, it was just a lot of watching good actors just tear up the uh, the scene. It wasn't a lot of shooty action motorcycle chase type shit. It was it was more of a developing plot as told by actors who are tops of their craft. And yeah. I, I, I loved it. Yeah, no, very well done. Uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, uh, stars Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro. I think I saw it on HBO Max. Uh, where did you find it? That's where I found it. Okay. So and, uh, man, I like all the cars, all the scenes. They he just did a, such a great job with that. Yeah, no, it's 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 good stuff. I really enjoyed it. And then we both also watched uh, <laughs> other end of the spectrum, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, right? No, I haven't seen that bullshit. The first oh, one was what? terrible. What? Yeah, no. Oh, that's right. You don't like Samuel Jackson. No, what is Samuel wrong with Jackson you? Samuel Jackson is great and uh, Ryan Reynolds is fun, but it was just kind of a I don't know. There was something dumb about that movie. I did not yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, both of those characters were allowed to be their character, and then there was a lot of shooty, shoot, shoot, shoot going on. It was silly, ridiculous fun. It's exactly, it's exactly what I signed up for. It moved fast. It made me laugh. It was about as good as the first one. But 
go check it out. If you like the first one, watch the second one. If you're like Steve and you don't like fun things, then give it a skip. Hard pass. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of terrible things, though, Steve. Mm, yes. I normally don't try to like call up a movie specifically to shit on it, but I'm calling up this one. Let's do it. All right. Cold Skin. You can see it on Amazon Prime. Why? Why would you? Maybe because it's got a zillion reviews and four and a half stars. I watched this piece of crap, not in its entirety. It's a guy goes to this island. He's dropped off there. Already on the island is the mysterious lighthouse keeper. They're like the tip of nowhere, somewhere like way, way down south, just pre-World War One, and the guy's whole job is to record wind speed and velocity on this desolate, rocky island. But when night falls, creatures come out of the sea! And the lighthouse keeper has one that uh, lives with him, and he fucks it because why not? Apparently Shape of Water did it, so why can't he? <laughs> it's so goddamn stupid. I don't know how they got four and a half stars. Every other scene... What we you couldn't hear the dialogue or the action because it, the room was filled with people going, why don't they just what that doesn't make any sense? How come? Yeah, it's so goddamn stupid. <laughs> Cold skin. Don't believe the hype. It was directed by I don't give a shit. Starring by who fucking cares? <laughs> God, God, oh, felt wow, so violated, and the whole thing is. I said to my son, son, have you watched Quantum of Solace? No, dad, I have not. I paid the money to rent it on Amazon, got through the very first scene, and he's like, oh, right, yeah, we did see this together movie. All right. God damn it. So it was a quick like, well, what do you want to watch? Oh, there's this thing, you know, the four and a half stars monster movie. Yeah, yeah, let's watch this, dad. This is the same person who... When I took him to A Shape of Water, not realizing quite what I was getting into, when it was all over, he turned to me and said, Dad, please don't ever make me see another movie like that again. (laughs) And I did! (laughs) Accidentally. Wow, that's great. Another man fucking a fish. (laughs) Yeah, I think you got to watch Dagon, the Stuart Gordon version. I think that's next on the docket. That'll be a good one. Just when he starts to feel safe again. That's got sex and fish in it. Perfect. That's that's perfect for your uh, trifecta of great fathering. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Steve? What are you digging? Let's see. Uh, Well, we've been watching Warrior, the show on HBO Max that's based on the uh, writings of Bruce Lee. That show is super fun. Just yeah, finished the first season. I yeah, can't wait to watch the second. I'm about uh, halfway through the second season. I'm only a few head episodes ahead of you. But uh, very sort of historic old San Francisco. The coolies are coming in to work in California. And it centers around the tongs and uh, this gentleman named Assam who comes in with mad kung fu skills and uh, starts to make himself uh, famous amongst the tongs as a fighter and as a gangster and uh yeah it's some good stuff and it also sports one of the coolest theme songs on tv right now i dig the shit out of that song it's so good yeah it's it's good a lot of kung fu a lot of fighting and by Um, the way people 
I just I feel like I should just throw this out there. The backdrop is the you know the emergence of what became the Chinese Exclusion Act, which was a real goddamn thing. Yeah. And maybe if you lived if you didn't grow up in California, you don't know this, but it's a real thing and it really happened. So, mm. yeah, the whole, the historic basis of the whole show seems to be pretty solid, which uh, I'm enjoying that aspect of it as well. Yeah, I've talked to friends uh, outside of California, around the country, just like bounce it off them. Like, uh, do you know what the Chinese Exclusion Act is? Do you ever hear the Chinese Exclusion Act? People watching Warrior, in fact. And they're like, no, n- never heard of it. So, surprising. Yeah. You know what? I think we should listen to a couple of tunes here. So, uh, how about some new stuff, Gord? Cool. Let's rock.
right, uh, coming back. Uh, first off, Gord, you remember the band Burning of Eye, good friends of ours over the years? Of course I do, yeah. Tori, the drummer of Burning of Eye, is now working with uh, one of the founders of a Seattle band called Drown Mary in a new project called Lore's Decay. And uh, this tune we heard there was their very first single, Breath of the Sun. Following that, we had uh, by request a tune from King Buffalo for our friend Dan. That tune was called Habitation. Thank you so much to King Buffalo for allowing us to play their tune on the show. Watching a couple of Apple TV shows, you had mentioned that you were watching Mythic Quest. We've watched Mm -hmm. a few episodes of that. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I finished season one, haven't started season two. So... A question for you. In the middle of the first season, there's this episode with completely different actors about a completely different game. Does that ever come back to be important? Dude, that is so weird because it it does at the end of season one, but it's really not important. It is like a, I don't know, a very, very tiny thing that they didn't even need to do. Why they dedicated an entire episode to it, unless... It really takes root in season two somehow. And I, I found that really odd myself. Okay, yeah, because we, we were we watched that one and then the one after it. And the only mention so far it's been of this whole other episode that we saw is there's a guy wearing a T-shirt that has the name of that other game on it. And you're just like, huh, that's it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll come back to it. I, I was just curious. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, they, they just barely touch on it. I, it was almost like... They said, all right, we're going to do the show, but Fred over there has to have this one episode in it or he's not in. Like, all right, Fred, fuck. We'll do your episode. I don't know. I don't know why. Anyway, though, but it's fun. We're going to finish this series, I'm sure. Uh, Another Apple TV show. Have you seen Ted Lasso yet? No, I've heard good things about it, though. Dude, it is delightful. It's just kind of a different series. It's very sweet and fun and nice. And I was as surprised as anyone that I liked it as much as I did. But I, I sort of had a tip because our friend Zoran Gavoyich, he and his girlfriend dressed up as Coach Lasso and Coach Beard for Halloween last year. I'm like, why are they dressing up as a show that nobody has seen? And now that I've seen the show, I get it. It's, it's a wonderful show. You should check it out. Season two starts in like a week, too. So uh, definitely worth your time. I, I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. It's a lot of fun. All right, sweet. Loki, were we going to talk about that? We could. I like it. You're meh. I'm definitely meh. Even even now, just finished episode five a couple of nights ago. And I, like I, I was saying to Julie, I, I feel like I'm just sitting here waiting for the show to get good, and it never does. Come on, like, alligator Loki and old guy Loki doing his magic. But that's that, not that's that, not plot, right? That's just sort of trappings or gimmicks. That the, well, the story, dude, the basis of the story itself, is, is to me a step down from what we've been seeing in WandaVision and even Winter Soldier. I thought was a better long term story. And this, I'm just like every week. Eh, what's going on? Why isn't this more fun? I don't know. I, I'm not digging on it like I want to, and I want to, believe me. I'm a Marvel guy, but... Yeah, I'm surprised you're not enjoying this, and I'm surprised our roles aren't reversed, because, yeah, it's it's not telling the the deep emotional story that Winter Soldier did, and it's not a 
mind bending. Wow, what's really going on? Like uh, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun story. Yeah, I guess yeah. we're just going to have to circle all the way back around, just like Hitman's wife's bodyguard. You don't like fun anymore. <laughs> That's it. But you know, Black Widow we saw over the weekend, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. All right, like I've yet a, to see a that. Fun but sort I will. of a espionage movie. Uh, didn't necessarily have a, a Marvel movie feel to it. You know, there's no enormous CGI battle at the end of it, and that's just fine. Huh. There's just, like, normal martial arts in it and some good storytelling and good acting, and and I really enjoyed it. So I, I was definitely more pleased by watching two hours of Black Widow than I have been watching five hours of Loki. Hey, man, whatever whatever works for you. It's possible that just like all those shellfish on your beaches, you've just been a little bit cooked by this uh, this heat dome, and you're not. You're not yourself. Could be, could be. Uh, And then finally, have you heard of this film called uh, Werewolves Within? Absolutely. I really want to watch it. I haven't. So uh, evidently it's based on a video game. I didn't know that. Were you aware of that? Yep. Oh, okay. Did you play the game? (laughs) No, but the video game's based on a party game. Did you know that? Oh, so it's that werewolf. That makes a lot of sense because the story is uh, about a, a, a town, a, a park ranger comes to town. He's in town to do a study because there's going to be a pipeline going through town. And so he's going to do an environmental study to see, you know, if, if it's okay to do that. There are some people in town who are pro-pipeline and against pipeline. And during that time, what appears to be a werewolf starts taking people out and, uh, they all end up in one hotel as people start getting picked off. So it makes sense that it's based upon Werewolf, that game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it was directed by Josh Rubin, who did a film called Scare Me a couple of years ago. Did you see that one? It's about no. two writers that are in a cabin and they're trying to tell spooky stories and freak out the other one. I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be really good. Are they in a lighthouse? They're not in a lighthouse. Okay, good. Uh, and it's got Sam Richardson in it, who was uh, Richard Splett on the show Veep on HBO, and uh, Milana Weintraub, who is in like all those AT and T commercials. And oh, she's, she's really funny. She's super fun when she's not on a stupid commercial. So she totally charming in this role. Very enjoyable to watch the two of them, uh, and uh, it was a good movie. It's not the best film I've seen this year, but I walked away from it with a smile on my face. So. I when like she it. was on uh, Chris Hardwick's um, At Midnight. Oh, was she? she? I never saw Yeah. Her. Oh, yeah. She's really freaking funny. She's quick on her feet. I did not know that. And that's all I've got. How about you? And that's all I've got. What else do you want? All right. Uh, well, why don't we listen to another tune? All right. With a uh, brand new cut from Sorsha off their Death by Design album. This is the title cut. Enjoy.
All right, once again, that was Sorsha with Death by Design. Uh, the entire EP is well worth your time. Uh, it released this last Friday, so you can pick that up at sorsha.bandcamp.com. Thank you again to all the musicians who uh, allowed us to feature their music on the show this week. Uh, check out their work. There are links for everybody on the Bone Bat homepage, so uh, pick up a little music for yourself, will you? Are yeah, you, let's pick that up like you're picking up rabies. Our usual bullshit? Face rabies? Face rabies. Any kind of rabies. You know, friends, when I get face rabies, <laughs> nothing soothes quite like gorged ginger ale. <laughs> Just pour yourself out a big, tall glass of pretentious juices, and then don't drink it, because you got hydrophobia. Reminds me of that Dick and Cider commercial. Dick and Cider. Yes. <laughs> I remember my first Dick and Cider, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> All right, our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557. I think that phone number might still work. I don't know. What's a phone? You can I don't even it. know. Or you can email me at steve at bonehand.com. we got new content on bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour. And you can find my content, the cartoon, most weeks at MightyWombat.com. I'm on the Instas at real underscore Mighty Wombat. And here's the part where Steve makes fun of me. You know, you can also find Gord on Twitter. He loves the Twitters. Oh, and if so you much. really want to chat with Gord, get on Twitter. And get on Twitter and just tweet chat it. because, yeah. I, Mighty underscore wombat. Just I'm at, chat that uh, shit up right. Nickel slots music dot bandcamp dot com. The nickel slots, man, they get to play in Branson. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and they have new tunes. They just haven't recorded these new tunes. But yeah, they're they're going so to Branson. Like, they're just in Paul's head. Paul's no, like, I, I I've saw got live. Tunes. I've got tunes. What? No, Paul doesn't write the tunes. <laughs> I'll just play Paul's tunes. new tunes are like his Canadian girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> it's like the musical equivalent of a Canadian girlfriend yeah don't tell his wife probably piss her off <laughs> she's not Canadian though the wife <laughs> what about the tunes yeah no the tunes no really for real they have new tunes so if you have an opportunity to see the nickel slots you should and you're gonna go hey there's some new music I totally believe you. Wink, wink. <laughs> Patronize me. Pull out my enormous, curious George. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Thank you for listening. And of course, if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, one last tune this week. I think we'd like to go out with something big, something bold, something tasteful. If you think of a song that's like that, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding aside, uh, I'd like to close with something completely different and very special to me. Uh, as you may know, uh, I spent the spring going back to school to finish my cinema production degree. And uh, in that endeavor, I put together a theme song for my final film project. This is our H.P. Lovecrafty cover of the James Brown classic Cold Sweat featuring Liam Price from Social Meteor on bass, Angie Christensen from Social Meteor 
on keys. Uh, yours truly playing a little rhythm guitar. The aforementioned Tori McKaig from Burning of Eye and Lore's Decay on drums, as well as newcomer LX Hertz on vocals. So I hope you dig this one. That's it. I'm Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one. And I have face rabies.
Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Do it.